Hello, and welcome to the Marvel and DC Cinematic Study Guide Podcast. I am your host, Sadeo, and check this out. Today, we are going to go over the study guide for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Lego. Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? I hope you guys are having a fan tabulous day or night whatever it may be for you and guess what that day or night is about to get better because tonight today we are going to be going over the black panther wakanda forever study guide now what is a study guide you may be asking well check this out one of the reasons why i wanted to create this podcast was because with this whole plethora amount of movies coming out and with the mcu introducing a very new and unique form of long-form storytelling when it comes to their movies and now TV shows, you know, it can get a little tricky to um, really navigate and really find out what really matters to what specific thing because specifically with the MCU, they're going to be tackling a lot of different genres and a lot of different shows through these various superheroes that they have at their helm. And that's just not going to appeal to everyone. Um, a lot of people don't tend to want to rewatch things the way that I do. Um, and maybe you just would like a specific reference point to get a better understanding to whatever the new movie or show may be. And that's what a study guide is. What my study guides will offer you is going to be a watch list, some outside news that may or may not pertain to the things surrounding the film that could possibly enhance you knowing what's going on when you go ahead and watch the film. And towards the end, I'm going to I'm going to drop in some comic book references in there, you know, for some of you guys who want to be interested in that sort of thing. You know, this is a comic book podcast, so why the hell not? And going forward, I'm not going to be doing these long intros. This is my first episode, and I hope you guys uh, haven't uh, fallen asleep already. But this is going to be something I hope that will go for a while when it comes to a release schedule it's going to be surrounding the releases so for example this episode i'm gonna try to get it out before black panther is released worldwide to in theaters and it's gonna be the same thing when it comes to the tv shows the dc movies and tv shows on hbo max i believe and we will see how far i want to go into the cw verse but that's a different episode for a different day so uh yeah let's go ahead let's go ahead and start this puppy going if that makes any sense class is in session i am sedale the cinephile and i hope to keep your attention for a little while and i hope this study guide brings you on for a long ride oh wow i'm a poet and i didn't even know i could make those words rhyme let's get started so the very first bullet point that we are going to be discussing on this study guide is going to be the movies and TV shows that I deem are necessary to enjoy Black Panther Wakanda forever to its fullest. Now I know what you're asking. Man, the movie isn't out yet. How would you know that these movies are necessary to enjoy Black Panther Wakanda forever? Well, spoiler alert, I haven't seen the movie and I don't really know how 100% accurate this is going to be. They might even reference a completely different movie that has no Black Panther references. But this list, or this part of the study guide, is going to have some references to Black Panther. So check this out. A lot of people are going to say that Captain America Civil War is going to be the first 
rendition when it comes to Black Panther, Wakanda references, whatever. But actually, it's Avengers Age of Ultron. Ultron, trying to get some vibranium to make himself all Ultronally and all that good stuff. Um, when the Avengers are trying to figure out where he's going, they find out that vibranium actually originates from Wakanda. And it's a pretty funny scene because Mark Waffalo, he, uh, he botches the name in a totally racist white man way. And he goes, what, what can nada? <laughs> and it was, it was really funny because I remember watching it in theaters and then these, these kids, um, uh, the road down for me, they go, oh, Black Panther. And I was like, spoiler alert. And then they laughed and we laughed and we all had a nerd understanding and continued to enjoy the movie. But um, yeah, so that's really uh, the extent when it comes to Wakanda or Black Panther reference. You do have Ulysses Claw and then they do show what happens to him and how his storyline goes from there to um, the Black Panther movie. And the next movie on this list, movie number two, is going to be Captain America Civil War, a.k.a. Captain America 3, a.k.a. Avengers 2.5. Why do I refer reference this as Avengers 2.5? Well, except for Thor and Hulk, pretty much every Avenger is in this movie, and they introduce some. One Avenger that they introduce is T'Challa. Yes, T'Challa. Chadwick Boseman and his amazing glory <laughs> when uh, I actually kind of teared up watching it for the first time for this rewatch podcast because uh, it was the first time I had seen that movie since its passing and you know to, just to be reminded by how powerful his performance was before he had even fully fully developed the character for the Black Panther movie man was that something otherworldly majestic amazingly performed and um I'm running out of three syllable words to describe Chadwick Boseman because I I just think he's a legend and the whole sequence in Captain America Civil War, he's going to be going through this journey because his father dies to Shaka and it's blamed on Bucky. And that is the whole thing going into Civil War. And he's going to be propelled from this movie to his own movie, Black Panther. Whoa, crazy. And that's that will be movie number three on the watch list for this part of the study guide. So Black Panther, obviously, this is going to be the movie you would want to see right before Wakanda Forever because it is Black Panther 1 and this movie is Black Panther 2. And I suggest, I mean, the whole movie's a reference, so just watch it. <laughs> uh, the next movie on the list, the next two movies, and spoiler alert, these two movies are going to be on a lot of other watch lists or study guides because these two movies are going to tie into a lot of the new things that's coming in the the MCU rabbit hole. So the first movie, surprise, surprise, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. So I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you have seen those two movies. So there's really not much to really explain, but long story short, there's a snap. They come back. Bing, bang, boom. Thanos gets snapped out. Wakanda forever. Credits. And then they start moving on to uh, Black Panther 2. And the last reference of um black panther characters it's actually going to be in falcon and winter soldier you actually do have uh, the dora milaje uh show up in uh three episodes i believe and it, it's really cool <laughs> like it's recent enough that i'm not gonna really talk about it so 
I would highly suggest if you just for the sake of rewatching for Wakanda Forever, I would suggest you watch those three episodes because they're very badass. How they just you know three finger punch Bucky's arm and you know I I suggest you just take it for <laughs> you just take my word for it and take a watch. All right, so check this out. These next bullet points are actually my favorite bullet points on the study guide because they are the comic books. Bow, bow, bow. Don't judge my my air horn. <laughs> so when it comes to the comic books uh, part of the study guide, these are going to be the comic books that I feel will have drawn some inspiration when when come in terms of you know being adapted into the movie. Obviously, there is no such thing as a page-for-page page perfect adaptation of uh, of comic book to big screen. I mean, the most we can act is just, the the most that we can ask for is like a comic book accurate costume. Because even like for the most for the best casted characters in Marvel, DC superhero comic books uh, worldwide, you know, not you're you're always gonna have certain people not think that they're the perfect cast. Because um, throughout the <laughs> the decades long history of comic books existing, you're gonna have different interpretations of characters, and you know some people might like '80s version of this character compared to 2010s version of that character, and then the actor that they cast only caters to one generation. So, you know, when it comes to uh, these comic book references for the study guide, take them with a grain of salt because this is gonna be a lot of my personal opinion. And uh, to be very vague, uh, <laughs> I think if you want to get a good feel for the movie before you watch the movie, uh, I would recommend reading any Black Panther comic book that came out after two that, 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 that came out after two thousand and five, because pretty much any Black Panther comic book before two thousand five, um, it's really if you read any comic book from the nineties, you'll understand. Like the '90s language used in comic books and uh, the hyper masculinity is a little too much, especially and really expressed in T'Challa, and um, a lot of his comic books were also borderline racist. I mean, like, there's no way around it. So I wouldn't recommend pretty much any comic book before 2005. 2005 came out. Uh, I forget the writer, but the the artist was John Romita was John Romita Jr. and uh, that's when they really focused on the mythos of of not just Black Panther but Wakanda, and Ryan Coogler really does capture those vibes in the first movie. And I and there's no doubt that he's going to recreate that those vibes in essence in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So if you're really looking for like a good reference point in the comic books for Black Panther, read anything after 2005. Some of the newer Black Panther comic books are good too. I would specifically point out the uh, the Tanahisi Coates run, which ran from two thousand eighteen to two thousand twenty. The first the first issues are Black Panther in space, so you really you really can't go wrong with Black Panther in space. And uh, Black Panther number one in two thousand nine. So to backtrack a little bit, um, obviously in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, there's going to be a new Black Panther or Black Panthers. And the first time they really did that in the comic books was in the 2009 run. In that run, Black Panther actually gets into a fight with Doctor Doom and has to retreat back to Wakanda and is he's hurt really bad. So um, 
he does pass on or he does lend the mantle of Black Panther to his sister Shuri. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be Shuri in the movie who's going to be the new Black Panther. But in the 2009 Black Panther, they really did. It was really the first time that they showcased the mantle being passed for Black Panther. So that I, I would recommend that. And that that, re- that really is it. I mean, I'm giving you a very wide and abstract <laughs> a variety of Black Panther comic books. So I really just wanted to focus on the two new characters being introduced in the movie. The first one is Namor. And I believe they're going to be pronouncing it as Namor in the movie. Which, I mean, man, I'm excited to see his interpretation of uh, Namor. You know, uh, Namor... You know, he's he's part of Marvel's origin. Like he a lot of people believe that he f- appeared in Marvel Comics number one and he did. But he also appeared in the, in uh, a funnies page like he was actually introduced uh, a year before in motion picture funnies weekly number one. And this was a comic book that was actually given to kids for free at the movie theater. And that's. I, I wish they still did that, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, the creator really, really found his that uh, Namor the Submariner to be really popular, and he uh, put he transferred him into uh, Marvel Comics, and then uh, Namor has evolved into uh, a, a villain slash anti hero to not just Black Panther but also the Fantastic Four and uh, the Avengers uh, in general. Another big thing about him is that he is a mutant. I am hearing a lot of buzz about uh, Namor being the first, you know, big on-screen mutant for the MCU. And um, I forget his name, but the dude that is referenced, the dude that is arm-wrestling the Red Guardian in the Black Widow movie, he also says that he's a mutant. So technically that would be the first, if, if that is true, technically that would be the first iteration of mutants in the MCU. They also have a... A mutant reference in Miss Marvel. So uh, we'll see. And technically he's only half mutant. He's half Atlantean. Uh, but it doesn't look like they're going to be called Atlanteans in the movie. Uh, which I think is smart. You know, I mean, it, it, you you really don't want that type of confusion with Aquaman. So make it as different and unique as possible. I mean, they're different movies, different characters, different studios. Let's keep it separate. It's all good and fun. And um, when you want to, if you would like to read up on uh, Namor the Submariner, he he does have two good comic book runs. The first one was in 1968. It's uh, Prince Namor the Submariner where he's really dealing with, um, you know, you know, he's dealing with having to be, you know, half, half. Uh, he really has to deal with being half. Atlantean and mutant there you go and you know not feeling like he belongs in either place and then uh his and then if you want to go to something more recent into the 1990s they weren't really racist to him so he had a very good comic book run called saga of the submariner and it really expands on his origin story so I would really recommend you you look at those and the 1990s series also introduces the concept of him being a mutant and the biggest introduction, or the second biggest introduction of a character in this movie, is going to be Riri Williams, and a lot of people aren't really familiar with her. So, my rundown for her in the comic books is that 
basically uh she does she does she appears as herself before she appears as Ironheart in the in the comic books and you know she's essentially just a very smart individual the reason why she gets a lot of hate i believe is because uh she's just not written well in the comic books she's presented as a lot of people call her uh narcissistic and uh very boring and one dimensional and a lot of the times when I read her comic books, I actually can't help but agree. But, I mean, I, I don't waste too much time on hating on a fictional character that has nothing to do with me. So, <laughs> that's just me. I also, it's it's also just a combination of, like, she's a woman, she's a person of color. And um, they think that Marvel is trying to be woke and replace Iron Man, you know, with, with her. And then, you know, I, I think she also is part of the LGBT community. And, you know, like, listen, it, sexual preference, that doesn't really matter to me. And I'm, I'm all about representation. But there, that is also not a reason to hate someone, in my opinion. But anyway, <laughs> now moving on to this section of the show. Um, I, do, I do try to be objective for the first parts of the study guide. But I can't help but put in my own opinion every now and then. But this part, this part is going to be theory-based. This, this part of the show is going, going to be theory-based. So... This is probably going to be very subjective. I'm probably going to lose a lot of subscribers. I'm going to lose all two of my subscribers to this podcast because uh, you might disagree with what I have to say. And you know what? It's fine. If I'm the only person listening to this podcast, I love the sound of my voice. I think I have a really good voice, so I win. (laughs) So when it comes to theories, I think the biggest theory is going to be who is going to pick up the mantle of uh, Black Panther. So... I'm going to go two ways. I'm going to go with a with a safe take and a hot take. So I I think that the safe take would be Shuri. I mean, um the they in the in the trailers they do show uh the fem, the feminine Black Panther coming in and the design on that Black Panther's mask does match what like the war paint that Shuri does put on. But that would be a safe guess. I, I I guess if I were to take a hot take, I think I would go with not just one replacement, but a bunch of people replacing um, uh, T'Challa's Black Panther. So, like, maybe you could have Shuri, you could, you could have M'Baku, even uh, T'Challa's mom, you know? Like, maybe, you know, they could have uh, rotating days with alternating Sundays, you know? Like, it's <laughs> there's a lot of ways that they can go with this, and I'm very excited to see where they go. Uh I don't think it, you know, I don't really think it it would be fair to judge the movie because of Chadwick Boseman's absence and, you know, just the fact of not seeing him as Black Panther. I just don't think it's a fair take. So, you know, um, I I did hear rumors that they were going to CGI him into the movie. And um, I think whatever focus group they had was just against it. And I I think they went away from that. Uh, Me personally, on, on the take of whether or not they should have recasted T'Challa. Uh, honestly, I have opinions. I have strong. I'm, I'm sorry. I have strong feelings either way. So, with this, they decided to honor Chadwick Boseman, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I do understand the flip side. You know, um, roles get casted. Get. I'm sorry. Roles get recasted all the time. Like there, you cannot count how many people have portrayed William Shakespeare's characters in this place. We have had multiple Spider-Man. We have had 
multiple Quicksilvers. We have had multiple Hulks. We have had multiple Superman, Batman. You know, like a uh, I I understand I understand the the argument that a role shouldn't be exclusive to an actor, especially because if you're going to be involved in long form storytelling and you have recasted in the universe already, then there would be no reason not to. But the decision was made because of Chadwick Boseman's because of Chadwick Boseman's uh, performance as Black Panther. It was it, it was just made, and I think coming from the standpoint of Chadwick Boseman was like most likely such a true leader on set as well that having to just have someone else take the reins would have been a tall order and i think the stress of trying to find someone who a fits the bill and b wants to replace chadwick boseman i think that was just too much of a tall task so i understand the reasoning of that and but i mean at the end of the day i i mean what what the hell can i do like i would have i would have just taken whatever movie they give me <laughs> you know so uh when it comes to that i i mean what what can you do like the, i i feel like they're going to do the be- this is like the 10th time i've said this but they're probably going to do the best uh movie that they could have done in the situation the 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 hand that they were dealt um other theories i have when it comes to this movie um i want to see namor go full villain you know um when you have a popular villain and they try to stretch him out and make him uh an anti-hero i think i'm not truly a fan of that i'm not i'm not truly a fan of loki being you know not villainous i'm i'm not truly a fan of how they're portraying switching to dc uh black adam as an anti-hero you know in the comic books of their villains and i you know everyone can have a redemption arc but I personally like my villains to be villains and Marvel just does not have a lot of good villains. So the ones that they do have, they, if they don't kill them off, they exploit, (laughs) you know, until they exploit them until, uh, they're, they essentially become unlikable, but I don't feel like that's happened to Loki yet. Yet. We'll see with Loki season two, prepare for those episodes as well. And, um, Another hot take is I, I is um, Doctor Doom not being in the movie. Uh, apparently, there's only one post credits or uh, one mid credit scene, and when it comes to Doctor Doom, he was never part of the initial plan. You know, um, uh, they really wanted this to be. They really wanted this to have Namor. Ryan Coogler said in an interview with uh, on Deadline, I believe, uh, of him saying that he wanted. He didn't. He told Kevin Feige like, "Hey." Keep Namor, keep Namor off the books. I want him for um, the sequel for Black Panther, and they get, they kept their word. So we'll see what plans they have in store of that. Uh, and when it comes to theories, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. Black Panther isn't my favorite um, superhero. Uh, superhero, you know, I I have a, I have a lot of favorite superheroes that aren't even part of Marvel or DC. So this. Uh, this part of the study guide, if not this whole episode, is going to fall flat <laughs> for a little bit because um, when it comes to time preparation and a- amount of information that's given, there's not really a lot to really talk about before you see the movie. 
the point of these episodes are just to get you ready for uh, the movie before you see it. Not everyone sees it, uh, you know, not everyone sees the opening midnight showing. So uh, that's why I'm going to be posting this episode on Thursday. And now I'm rambling because I'm running out of things to say. But yeah, so this pretty much wraps up the study guide. And uh, I promise uh, for those of you who are underwhelmed that I'm going to do, do a lot better and going to put in a lot more time into uh, these episodes because uh, this is something that I, I borderline feel passionate to do. So let's see where this goes. And that wraps up this part of the study guide. You tell me what, what else you want to hear. So there it is. That's the study guide that I was able to put whip up in uh, the short amount of time that I given myself. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys forgive uh the feeling of or uh, the feeling of un unorganization. Uh <laughs> you know, um I'm experimenting right now. I'm, I really don't know how I want these episodes to go. I really don't know how long I feel like they should be, whether I feel like this episode is too long or too short. Uh that's going to be based off the feeling that I get off of this episode and the feedback that I get from you. Yes, you. You sexy person listening to this podcast. Yes, you. You know you are. Oh, stop it. And uh, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for uh, making it all the way here with me. Listen, if you want to uh, keep in touch, feel free to direct message me, as uh, the kids say. You know, slide in those DMs. Send me a massage. And uh, let me know what I can do better. Let me know what things you want me to, what things you want me to add to the study guide. Do you want me to take off things from the study guide? You know, we're we're learning together, you and me. Well, you, me, and the people paying for this. But anyway, we are learning together. Let me know what I can do to help you improve your cinematic experience. If you want to get more information on me, you can follow me on Letterboxd. I am Sedel134. I watch a lot of movies. And if you care enough about me, if you care about enough of my opinion to listen to the, this podcast, however long it ends up being, then you should care to see what other movies I've seen and how I rate them from one to five. All right. And next week, we're going to be talking about how my reactions and slash review about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I'm excited for that movie. I'm actually going to see it on my anniversary. So the the movie comes out the day before my anniversary with my fiance. And uh, we're going to watch that together. And it's going to be really fun. So peace out. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Stay beautiful. And be you. Because you are sexy, beautiful, and pretty. Peace. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We're Wakanda Forever.